1: No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. <laughs> Down the spiral staircase?
0: With a huh? dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey,
0: it was nice catching up with you. Cut go you. to hell, Mike.
1: Hello, Joey. Wow, that was a new one.
0: You're not going to say hi back?
1: Oh, oh, hi, Mike. <laughs> You know, my brother, um, he listens to the show now, and so he often now uh, does an impression of you, but it's always the way you usually do it, so this will be a new one for him.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) Does he do it in like a Mickey Mouse voice, the way you do my voice normally?
1: No, he does it trying to sound like you.
0: Okay. Um, Real quick. Hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Mm hmm. So let's sure do catch up. How are are you, by the way?
1: I'm doing very well.
0: Good. I know you were kind of like stressing last week. So things are good.
1: Things are good. Things are back to normal. But, you know, remember last week you told the story about uh, your debit card being stolen?
0: Which, by the way, I'm still, like, living out of a shoebox full of cash that's under my bed. I feel, like, so old-fashioned, it's weird. It takes
1: forever. It's so gross. Yeah. So gross.
0: I have, she said seven to ten days, and seven days is tomorrow, so I should yeah. be getting a new card soon, but go on.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I was like, oh, poor Mike Lawson. You know, wow, it sucks to be him. That happened to me. That's horrible. So, Monday night, I was actually going to go out. I was gonna go to in West Hollywood, and I think we've talked about this before, because I think you told me they have in San Francisco. But they have a bar called Eleven that has a night called Musical Mondays. Oh, uh huh. And they play musicals on the TV, like clips from musicals. Mm-hmm. And then there are these yahoos who's the, the regulars who show up and they act out what's on the screen, They like fully choreographed numbers, and they lip sync them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I was planning to go to Musical Monday. So, I'm like, do, do 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 And I'm just killing time before I leave. And then I go to my email account. Just, I'm going to check emails. And there's an email from my bank. No. And it's, it's an insufficient funds notice. What? And I'm like, what? I have money, right? Yeah.
0: There goes Musical Mondays. There goes Musical Mondays.
1: <laughs> so, I go to my bank account. I am negative, like, a few hundred dollars.
0: What?
1: And I'm like, what the fuck? going like, oh shit, a Mike Lawson just happened to me. Yeah, I'm like looking for like weird gas station charges. No, there's just um two charges, and it says EDD Levy. I'm like, what the who's who's Ed Levy, right? Okay. <laughs> and they they literally took me out for. Can I looked at the balances, exactly what I had in the bank. They took everything, right, for the exact amount.
0: What was it, Joey?
1: So, so I Google. it. I know. I Google Ed Levy. It mm-hmm. stands for EDD. For that's the the California Department that co- collects payroll taxes. So I don't know. I'm like, what? I closed my business like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So my mom, I call my mom because I need to borrow money from my parents now to cover the. Char- I had all these charges that were to go through in the bank. I was not going to get start getting like in um. What do they do when you like uh, the 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 charge for like. Well, you no. had
0: to get positive so that more charges that come in don't keep. Because you get.
1: Like, exactly.
0: A fine for everything that gets cut yes. out of it. Yeah, yeah. So I had to
1: borrow money from my parents to cover oh, that immediately. God. Right. Yeah. So I'm telling my mom. So my mom calls a friend of hers, and her friend, who had owned a business as well, is like, oh, EDD is horrible. Uh, I owed them like $80,000, <gasps> and I had to pay them in payments. Mm-hmm. And. It was awful and they're mean and they're vicious and they'll take you for everything you got. Now, by the way, when I found out, it was after closing time for the offices. I, I couldn't call anybody. Right. So I didn't go to Monday Night Movie because I. You were I had, dealing with
0: all of this bullshit. Well, I
1: was dealing with it, but I also have this thing like, you know, like people like something horrible will happen to them. But they can't sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. I get like really sleepy and I just fall asleep. Like I can't deal. Like I'm like, I can't deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shut, another, down, like, shut, shut down. Shut down. Yeah. I, I will wake up and it'll be a dream. Right. So I wake up the next morning. I wish I had that, by the way. It is kind of awesome. Yeah. I wake up the next morning, and then I call. As soon as EDD office calls, I open. I call them. Well, it tur- This is what happens. Okay. When I closed the business, I had a payroll company that I contracted. I told them, "Hey, I'm ending the business." Well, these dummies forgot to tell EDD. Oh. So EDD was like, yeah, you haven't, they see, they see that I haven't paid payroll taxes for three quarters, I find out. And they take like, oh, they think they're taking fines and penalties. Well, here's the thing. When I closed the business, I closed everything, like my mailing address, everything. So they went to the most recent one before that, which was an office I had like in 2005.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they were just sending letters there. And so I never got these letters that this was happening until so they finally had a judgment against me and they took me for everything I had, right? Holy shit. So yeah, I'd been, because I was freaking out that like, I, what if I owed $60,000, what if I owed $80,000? How much did you owe them? Actually, here's what's strange. I
0: don't know if you want to get into like all the details, but no, I, I'm I, so I, I, I can
1: tell you. I owed them the exact amount that they took. What? <laughs> yeah, like.
0: So, your really debt weird. is
1: paid off. My debt is paid off. Now, here's the good news. But do you have to pay payroll taxes for no, here's the good news. F- those quarters that weren't So, open? I call EDD, and they're like... They were very like... I was like, oh my God, this would be horrible, based on my mom's friend. They're like, oh no, just go online, fill it XYZ form, we'll process it, and if we if everything checks out, we'll give you your money back. Sure. So, I'm going to get my money back, because I have all my payroll information, I have everything that proves I had no business, Right. right? So... But of course, as everyone's pointed out, and I've uh, pointed out as well, they're real quick to take the money.
0: Yeah, it'll take forever for oh. them to make it back
1: Oh, Yeah, it'll be like Christmas. That'll be my Christmas
0: present. So whose fault is this ultimately? Like, is it a mistake of them or? No, the payroll it's really company? a mistake.
1: It's probably a mix of both. You know, I probably should have. A mix of if, my payroll if, company if and me. If I it's probably... a payroll
0: company, you have fees on your bank account right now that somebody needs to.
1: Actually, help you, with. you know what? No, my bank – actually, I don't have any fees. Oh, really? Yeah, my bank actually um, was really smart. They were basically saying, here's an email. You have these charges coming in pending that you need to have covered. Oh. So I made sure to cover them. So I actually have no bank fees.
0: Oh, good, good, good.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was good news, right? Yeah. Um, And also what was good, too, I was really just broke for Mm -hmm. like a day and a half. On Wednesday, I had a bunch of money coming in.
0: Good. Oh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I worked from home all last week, Joey. My entire office, for the most part, is in Washington, D.C. And so going to the office every day, I would just be alone. So I decided to just do it from home. And it was the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. I was, oh, really? I was very unproductive, for starters. But then I'd be sitting at my computer all day. And then at the end of the day, I'm, like, still in my room, like... <laughs> I don't know. It was, like, impossible yeah. to unwind at the end of the day because I was, like, in the exact same place I had been all day doing, you know, the same thing. It was it was just dreadful. And then, like, I was getting lonely because I was, like, sitting not talking to anybody.
1: I don't know. It was just really bad. Uh, I have to stop with this because that's my life every day. I hate it. I hate your life. Then. I don't like it. <laughs> I was so You've- much happier going somewhere and working.
0: Yeah, even like I probably I thought figured this out around like Thursday, Friday when I started like realizing why I wasn't enjoying the week. It took me a while, but I should have like at least done like a coffee shop or a cafe or something for a few hours each day so that I like had interaction with people and um good coffee. <laughs> But so that happened. But then I also wanted to tell you this, uh, this past Saturday, I participated in this conference called the Diabetes Sisters.
1: Oh, yeah. It was
0: like all women. And um, for the first time, they had a track for the partners. So the partners of these women also sat in on sessions. So I did one of the sessions called um, the Diabetes Police, which is kind of a, um, helping people realize um, when they're policing behavior of people with diabetes is not constructive and it we talked about like verbalizing feelings and like appropriate times to have certain conversations, yada yada yada. But my whole session that I crafted was um like police themed, because it was like policing behavior, right? So like I drew a bunch of pictures involved and there's like police jokes like um there was like a donut break in the middle and like cheap police jokes right and like something about like power tripping cops uh there were some references to that and all of that so i'm getting ready for the session and a person that i know from like the online world shows up and i'm like talking to her husband i've met her a couple of times and he's gonna sit in on the session and he had been sitting in on the other sessions too and um, i'm kind of telling him what i uh, have put together uh kind of briefly and then he tells me oh yeah just so you know one of the guys in the session, there's about 30 guys. One of the guys in that's going to be sitting in our session, he uh, he's a cop. I'm oh, like, no. oh, fuck. I have all these, like, stupid police jokes. And so then I went into it and I was, like, not nervous but, like, thrown off because I was, like, trying not to be, an, like, annoying with the police jokes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. And then also there was a man. He was probably, like, in his 70s and sitting in on the session and he fell asleep. While I
1: was giving the talk.
0: <laughs> Just <laughs> fell asleep. Like, head, his chin was on his chest. And, like, he was wobbling a little bit. So, You
1: should have been yeah. like, you're under arrest <laughs> for sleeping.
0: I, I did actually. I, like, pointed out. I'm like, this guy's asleep right here. <laughs> oh, my God. So, what else happened to you this week?
1: Okay. So, about a year ago, my Ward Jose was cast in an independent film that his friend was had written and directed and was producing Mm -hmm. but it was a really small film Mm -hmm. and he showed me the script and it was one of the worst scripts i've ever read in my entire life right okay but he filmed it and whatever he helped a friend out well i've joked about this script for years I don't want to say the name of the movie, so I'm going to tell you. They they changed the name of the movie. So the first title of it was Love at First Sight, the working title. Okay. okay. Well, Jose calls me. He's like, I wasn't going to tell you this, but I know this will really make your day. They're having a screening of Love at First Sight at the Warner Brothers lot on Thursday. And I want you and Richard to go see it. And I was like, "Yes!" Like after the horrible early week I had, I was like, "This is the most exciting thing that happened to me entire my entire life." Okay, so Richard, because
0: you you think it's bad, so you want to go just see a shit show?
1: Exactly, I want to see this fucking just mess of a movie. Because I read the script; the script was a mess, Kay. a mess. So I want to see, and I want to see Jose in it, and everything like that. So I pick up Richard. We drive to the war. which it was on the Warner Brothers lot, but it was like literally you had a park like where people parked to go see Ellen. Okay. And then walk through the entire lot. It was so far just to walk to go to the screening room, right? Mm-hmm. So go to the screening room. And first of all, there were like people. I was trying to find a place to sit with Richard. And there was this like these people. I, I love what a dick I can be. Uh I, So there's people are sitting there and there's like five empty seats next to them. And I say to them, like, oh, are those seats taken? And they completely ignore me as if I didn't say anything. And I was like, excuse me, are these seats taken? Like, you would think no one would think I was a ghost. (laughs) So finally, like, Richard goes, did you find a seat? And I go, no, these assholes don't want (gasps) to. I guess I'm not uh, cool enough to sit next to them. And they were like, oh, well, I never. And I was like, fuck you. And I like. Went and found some other seats, and Richard and I sat there. I was like, fuck those people. Like, who does that to somebody? Fuck them. So anyway, we sit down. Movie starts. Okay. Oh, before the movie starts, the guy who wrote and directed the movie, Jose's friend, comes out, and he's like, I want to thank everyone for coming. Enjoy the film. I want to hear a lot of laughter. It's a comedy. Movie starts. You hear laughter at first. Then the rest of the movie, pin drop. You could hear a pin drop in the movie, okay. right? And
0: you're finding some sort of satisfaction out of this.
1: No, actually, it was so too boring. So when does it
0: flip? Because you went there wanting to see the people behind it suffer, but now you're
1: not. No, 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 I didn't care if they suffered. Hold on for a second. I didn't want to see them suffer. I thought it would be like one of the movies that's like so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. No, it was just so bad it was boring, right? Okay. So then the, as soon as the credits come on, Richard's like, let's go right now, let's go right now. And so I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. He's like, hurry. So I go to the bathroom, and then Richard's like, I feel assaulted by the movie. You see, here's the thing. He
0: felt assaulted. Yes,
1: and oh, he ex- no. and he he said that actually he heard a woman running out of the theater as well, mm-hmm. saying like, I I need to get a drink so I can erase this movie from my brain. Oh. You see, here's the thing. Don't feel sorry for this guy. And I knew this after I read the script. The movie was Richard was like. I have never seen anything where the filmmaker or the artist was so full of hate towards women and towards black people as in this movie. And it's it's true. Like, this guy wrote a comedy where it's about like women raping other women like women being raped is like like raped. Like I'm talking about drugged and raped is a constant punchline and and plot point in this movie and where like they make like really horrible 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 like uh, I wouldn't even call them jokes like just remarks about black people okay like it was like awful awful and that's why that's why you could hear a pin drop everybody was like horrified by this movie where like this and then like the, the main characters commit violence against women and, like I was like I that's why it was just boring and it was like Horrifying because the guy, you could see such a disconnect that this the filmmaker thought this was like funny, mm. right? And mm-hmm. he's so delusional. So the next day, I talked to on the way uh, home. I told Richard, I go, well, one of the things is, if I were the filmmaker, I would be horrified. He wrote this comedy, and you could hear a pin drop, right? right? So the next day, I'm talking to Jose, and I'm like, was like, the, was the filmmaker like really upset? and He goes, no, he was like on cloud nine. Like he thought it went great. He like in his the filmmaker was so delusional.
0: Oh, it sounds like he needs better friends. Like he needs friends that would read that script and say like, you know, this isn't working. And then he needs friends that were there that could have said, that didn't go as you thought it would. Or
1: um, oh, I almost said the guy's name. The filmmaker had. I mean, this was like a real movie. It had producers. It had crew. It had a lot of people who should have said something. And then at the after party. The filmmaker's dad went up to Jose, and and Jose goes, oh, what do you think of the movie? And the dad was like, I thought it was terrible. It didn't make any sense, and it was really horrible. This mm. is the guy's dad?
0: <laughs> I feel bad, though.
1: No, Mike, if you saw this movie, you would have been shushing the film. <laughs> you would have been talking. The, <laughs> the audience sounds
0: like an ideal audience, though pin drop it sounds great you were like i By the love way, this audience during during your last story i think i just felt an earthquake so it, it also could be somebody slammed the door downstairs i'm not sure but i went and um to the usgs website to see oh yeah it's damaged. the most the, yeah due to a lapse in federal funding the usgs earthquake hazard program has suspended most of its operations so there you go um I kind of told you all my stories, really. I did watch the Breaking Bad finale, though.
1: Oh, I know what you're going with this, you motherfucker.
0: Joey, I hate your guts when it comes to this story. Let me... Okay, I'm not talking to you, Joe. I'm telling everybody else. No spoiler. Which I think is stupid, but... okay. You don't need to. I
1: saw your Facebook post the other day.
0: What was my Facebook post? To, uh, well, finish the story. Okay, so Joe and I... We were chatting on Facebook. About... I don't even remember what, but I mentioned that Mark and Ed, who are part of the It's All About Me podcast, um, and Joe has met them both, um, are part of a, or have created an unofficial Breaking Bad fan club. They're like really into Breaking Bad. And the two of them, um, or the Breaking Bad fan club actually, is responsible for Um, placing an obituary in a local paper that has gone viral. It was like covered in the New York Times and like ABC News and on, you know, pretty much everywhere has kind of covered this story because it's a little quirky and it's about a relevant um, issue, but it makes it timely because it just happened. And it's, uh, you know, fans reaction to the ending of the show. So I told Joe, like, oh, did you see this, how viral it's going? And Joe's like, ugh, spoiler, don't say anything. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were going to be watching the the finale. I didn't even know you were watching it. And he's like, I haven't been watching it. I'm going to start. So I have to wait, like, six months until you finish all of the seasons of Breaking Bad to ever talk about Breaking Bad. No, I'll consume it, like, in two weeks. That's ridiculous, though, that I have to, like... You haven't even started watching Breaking Bad, and I can't talk about anything. That's ridiculous. Well, the,
1: first of all, you didn't present it correctly. What you said was, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's listening. Uh, I'll but say it. But you were it. like, no, I'll bleep it. You were like, oh, uh, did you see that Mark and Ed did a blankety-blank? And I was like, oh, no, stop. And then I... you put a Facebook post the other day. like You, you might as well have just written the ending in screenwriter format.
0: What? I
1: think you're thinking of somebody else. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of Like Mawson. I never did that. Okay.
0: Wait, like, what did I... I, don't, I haven't read about... You
1: wrote, a, you wrote a post to Mark and Ed.
0: Oh, I just said that somebody saw... The... That's Girl, I'm going to bleep
1: that. The... Yes, that tells me what happened.
0: And this is what I said on Facebook. Did you see that Mark and Ed... For the uh. Breaking Bad Guy? And it was covered in New York Times and Variety, etc.? And then you're, wait, please don't say anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And I plan to watch the show. And then I said, how long do I have to wait? And you're like, "Mm, I don't know. And I said, like, you haven't even started watching it? And you said, a couple of months, maybe? No. And then I said, ew. (laughs) And I said, ridiculous. And you said, at all. I want to watch what happens, girl. And then I said, are you reading it right now? Yeah, I said, save this for the show, this is ridiculous, and you said, okay, and then I said, ridiculous. I remember. And then I made the joke about how he wakes up in the last episode next to the mom from Malcolm in the Middle, and it was all a dream. And then we went on a long conversation about Bob Newhart, (laughs) because that's what we do.
1: (laughs) So what's going on in the Bay Area?
0: Um there's this story actually that um has been getting a lot of press so over kind of like in mid market there's an area that's known for pe- men coming out and playing chess, and they bring their own chess boards and usually their own chairs and tables as well and um every time i I've only really well I guess that's not true I've driven by there i've uh bused by there, but when you walk by it, there's a lot of men just kind of standing around and like Not hustling the people walking by, but there are a lot of, um, characters, right? So like my
1: relatives at a home Depot.
0: (laughs) Yep. So basically the city of San Francisco has said that, uh, they, they get about a hundred service calls. Um, it doesn't say, is it a day? No, no, no. hundred service calls for this area in the month of August. Okay. So a lot of, a lot of calls, uh, in that area, a lot of crime, I guess. There's, like, some drug stuff happening, some gambling stuff happening. All of this is um, causing the city of San Francisco some grief. So they decided that they just can't play chess there anymore. So they told everyone they can't be there and play chess. So now there's, like, this movement because people are pissed that they that they did this. And they're, they're calling themselves, like, occupied chess, which doesn't really exactly make sense. But they're... Um, through like some online organizing people are like protest chess playing and going out there um there's like uh a, somebody put up like a big side or drew a sidewalk chalk chess board and then people were dressing as chess pieces and then they so they weren't playing chess but they were i don't know but people are really pissed about this
1: and I was curious San Francisco must be the greatest city on this planet why? Because I think they've officially run out of things to bitch about.
0: Wait, who's? but who are you saying is the first bitcher? Is it the police who don't want people playing chess? Because people would say that that's just them It's everybody yeah.
1: involved. No, it's everybody involved. It's like, they've run out of things to bitch about. So they're like, oh, chess, this is the worst thing ever. And well, you know what, though, is now, mind you, everything I know about this kind of chess, I learned from the 90s film Searching for Bobby Fischer. Mm -hmm. so don't trust anything i say
0: that's usually how i take everything you say so
1: but based on that movie i feel like there are a lot of thugs who play speed chess and they like hustle people
0: well i don't know that that's the case but i mean 100 calls in a month like there's stuff going on if and they're saying like gambling and then that probably leads to other crime like you know assault or something if there's like You know, I think that those are like all of that in one area is probably not exactly great, but like. It must be the
1: worst fights ever. Like, one guy can only move diagonally, and the other guy can only move like an L shape. (laughs) Yeah. The fights take forever.
0: (laughs) And after the one guy punches, he hits the clock and gives the other guy an opportunity to punch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The longest fights.
0: So occupies chess is going to be in the news I bet for a little bit and like um, the alternative weekly kind of press up here is loving this idea that the police, those mean mad police are not letting people play chess. But then there's also a lot of comments on all the, the story in the Chronicle about this uh, where people are like just get a job like don't you don't have to sit on the street and play chess and I don't know it's it's an interesting fight to watch so. I will probably hear about it again, um, unless there's something big. I'm not sure. I imagine that...
1: there are a lot of bad puns being out there too. Yeah,
0: there's a couple. I, I, unless I hear something really great about it, I don't know that we'll be talking on the show again. But it's something I'm going to keep my eye on. What about in L.A.? What's happening?
1: Well, this is not actually an L.A. story. It's a California story. But Governor Jerry is it the Brown... revenge porn story? You're such a dick! I swear to God. <laughs> Whenever I do a California story, I run it by Mike first because I make sure he's not doing the same story. So I said, are you doing a story about uh, revenge porn? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Well, uh, what's
0: funny is we – so you IM'd me that. And then I was watching uh, Saturday Night Live from last night. And they made a
1: joke about it. Yeah,
0: he mentioned it. So I knew what what it is now. Or I know what it is now.
1: Well, for those of you who – and by the way, this will probably be an outtake. How horrible is Saturday Night Live now? So I'm
0: only about halfway through right now, but the first episode was pretty bad. Um, the this Miley Cyrus episode is not—I mean, it's as good as it was, you know, at the end of last season, I think. Which isn't saying very much,
1: but this new season is horrible. It's like I'm not one of those people who's like Saturday Night Live is going to get canceled. It'll survive, but. This is not a good time for Saturday Night Live.
0: Well, they are calling it a a rebuilding season or something yeah. like that. So,
1: well. Okay.
0: Um, anyway. So, Revenge Porn. Tell me all about Revenge Porn, please.
1: Re- revenge porn's a a bill signed by Governor Jerry Brown, Governor Moonbeam, as Adam Bot's dad likes to call him. Why? I, I guess it was a nickname for him when he was governor like four, 30 years ago or whatever. Okay. Because he was a kind of a hippie, you know? Uh-huh. So anyway, um, he signs this bill that makes it a crime. Now let me tell you because it's actually very, very specific. The crime is for anyone who privately takes a consensual photo of another person nude, then distributes it, distributes that photo with malicious intent. Okay? Now, if you get I'm not sure, if you get found guilty of that crime, it does a $1,000 fine and or six months in jail. Uh, the thing with it is there's a lot of holes in the law. As Okay, do you, do you know who Hunter Moore is, Mike? <laughs> holes in the law? Um, no, I don't know
0: who Hunter Moore is.
1: Hunter Moore is this total fucking D-bag, man. This fucking D-bag from California. And he run. He used to run a website called Is Anyone Up? Mm-hmm. And then they got that got shut down. So um he has that one called TV, but he he's like a, a multimillionaire from this where people submit photos of their exes nude photos of their exes that's oh. why it's called revenge porn. There's so, one
0: called myex.com as well and it's the same sort of thing.
1: Okay. He went on like YouTube and did like a rant calling Jerry Brown a ret- like like a fucking retard and the legislature fucking retards because he thinks it's a stupid law. Now, I will say, as much as a D-bag as this guy is, right, he makes actually some good points. One, the law doesn't cover selfies. Okay. It only covers, like, if you took a picture of a person oh, you were dating. Oh, so if
0: I took the, took a nude photo and then sent it to someone, then it wouldn't be covered if they posted it. So a selfie that... is posted by someone else doesn't count
1: no Hmm. and also it doesn't prosecute the the people who own the website okay it's just those people who upload it and also if so if you self if you self-submit you're not covered Hmm. does that make sense like if you put a picture of yourself up on this website it's not covered so um anyway he um was pointing all that out, and then he makes the point, which other people who don't know who he is have made, which is, like, if you don't want your fucking nude photo on the internet, don't take a nude photo of yourself.
0: Sure. I mean, that's that's really, I think, the bottom line. But I feel weird about the law a little bit. Is it not kind of like, I don't know, it's a like a freedom of speech kind of issue a little bit? Like, where well, do you I, draw the line? Like, what if, like, should we make a law about you also sending, like, not being able to post, like messages that i sent to you or do you know what i mean like no i understand what you mean and
1: well i also happen to know now i don't know how this um, relates to photos but i know that if you write a letter to someone like let's say i wrote you hand wrote you a letter and then mailed it that letter is your property Mm -hmm. does that make sense so i wonder if that sort of same logic could be applied to if i send you a photo of myself i guess maybe that's why selfies aren't covered Oh, that could be why selfies aren't covered. Because you were I- involved in giving it. Yeah, because that person sent that photo to you. Gave but if it you, to you. Now there's the logic. That's why selfies aren't covered. But if you take a fo- like, so in other words, if you let's say I'll, I'll, I don't want to use you because I don't have to use Rod Kyle. Let's say I and uh, Peter Parker were in a room together, and I'm like, I'm going to take some f- naked photos of you. And I take these photos, I could see now he is operating under the reasonable um, assumption that I'm keeping them for myself. Does that make sense? And he never he never actively sent me the photos. Sure, sure. Um.
0: There's, there's a weird, um, I think a lot of, like, kind of some of the reaction to this is like, um, you kind of said it, you're like, well, don't take nude pictures of yourself. But, like, people are saying, like, we need to teach our girls... Not to get, not to let people take their nude pictures. But I think, I mean, this is something that um, we've we've talked about before. But like, I, I don't know. I think that that's kind of like blaming the wrong person. Um, I'm just looking at like comments on site, um, the San Francisco. What's the San Francisco newspaper? Uh, Chronicle. Chronicle. I'm reading the Chronicle uh, comments on it right now, and there's a lot of like, well, who are these girls that are doing this, like. I don't know. I think that's a little bit weird.
1: And I think we talked about this a little bit last week. We're going to come to an age or we're, we're coming up on an era where that's just sort of accepted that you get a, a rite of passage, that you've done the selfie. Now, here's the thing, though. I will say this is so weird because I know this from my former students. We, that era may have passed. We may be in the middle of an era where just people of a certain age are doing that. Because I happen to know for a fact from from just – well, not for a fact, but just from empirical knowledge that high school kids for the most part don't take selfies the way they used to. They all use Snapchat now. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? So that could be the thing now where the apps are now already designed for that to be less of a problem. Sure. So I guess I wonder if it's like condom use. You should have a talk with your children. At a certain point, when you have to talk about the birds and the bees. Look, I don't think you should do this, but if you're going to do it, please be careful. Use Snapchat. By the way, this conversation was brought to you by the people of Snapchat.
0: <laughs> and I guess the, something also in the laws you have to prove that the pictures were taken and posted in California, right? So, oh, I
1: didn't know that. Well,
0: I mean, it's a California state law. So oh. It just kind of makes it a little bit, not enforceable, but like it complicates it quite quite a bit so
1: god i hate fucking hunter more being right because he really is a horrible human being in fact to be honest with you the reason if anyone up is gone is he actually took it down himself and he wrote this like totally apologetic eat like open email where he was like i i found the error in my ways and i've destroyed all the pictures that were on there and then like a few months later he was like, nah, I really have them, and I'm putting them back up on TV." Mm. He, Oh, by the way, on Huntermore.tv, he puts the photo and the person's Facebook account, all their contact information. It's not just here's a photo of a person. It's here's a photo of the person, and here's all their contact information.
0: Mm. Mm. Oakland crime is really bad. We've talked about that quite a bit. And there's an area here in Oakland called Rockridge, and there's a group of people. So Rockridge isn't like um, this. The area that they're talking about is like Lower Rockridge, so it's kind of like a middle class neighborhood, not not too uppity. Um, but they are trying to raise some money over like a crowd source or crowdfunding sort of website. They're trying to raise money for private security patrol in their neighborhood. Um, There's actually three separate uh, neighborhoods that are doing this, but the the Gawker article that I found about it is actually uh, Lower Rockridge. And I was curious what you think about it because the article – fucking Gawker, I swear to God. Like the tone of this article is so annoying to me. Like basically – they find i feel like gawker does this all the time they find somebody oh i know what you're
1: gonna say they do all, all they, they
0: want to do is make fun of the person so like no matter what the story is they're gonna figure out why this person should be made fun of like it's just a horrible tone but i agree well i don't agree with everything that uh, the gawker article says basically uh gawker thinks that this is gonna turn into like well, they they warn about the dangers of vigilantism. I can never say that. vigilantism. I so, think it's just vigilantism. Vigilantism. So yeah. they worry about that, and I don't think that. I think that hiring a private security patrol it makes it better for vigilantism. Like it's better than having ten George Zimmermans on your street that have like something to prove. Where this, if you hire security patrol, it's like their job and their. Trained and if they're carrying firearms, they're trained to 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 use those firearms. I I feel a little bit better about private security tro- patrol than like armed neighborhood watch guys walking the streets. In, in my opinion, but something. uh Well, before I say but, do you have anything to to put in there?
1: Here's my question, and then maybe you can answer this question based on the article. Was the crowdfunding meant for people everywhere, or is it really geared towards the people who live in Lower Rockridge?
0: It's the people pretty much in the neighborhood raising money to service their neighborhood,
1: but from people in their neighborhood.
0: Yep, people that live there to pay money to cover the security. of I their don't have a
1: problem with that.
0: Well, I think something that we that might be important to point out, though, it kind of like um, makes like inequalities in our city a little bit. Better. Like, why don't you invest into the the infrastructure of our city? Like, taxes are not evenly distributed by like you know it, like the number of dollar tax dollars that come in don't pay for that number of cops in that neighborhood it pays for cops in your entire city because you want you don't want your neighbor neighboring city or your neighboring neighborhood that sounds weird but your neighboring neighborhood to have high crime and you don't and you have all the security because that's just going to spill over into your neighborhood i don't know i feel like there's an infrastructure in place and there's also inequalities in the city like there, there are certainly like higher crime areas, and th- our police force at this time is, you know, doing the best it can. I, our city is not perfect, and I, our police force definitely is not perfect. Um, but
1: I don't know that this is the right approach. No, but I, but they're not. I could see your point if they were saying, "I'm, not, I don't want to pay my taxes to the greater city at large. I want to pay them for." This and fuck you, Oakland. They're still paying their taxes. It reminds me sort of of like the private school public school debate. And there was a time when the Republicans wanted to give private school vouchers Mm -hmm. so that you could take your money out of the public school system and keep it and put your kid into private school, which is wrong, you know, because. You're paying into the system for everybody else as a member of the city to make the community better. And it's the same thing here. If, the, if these people are paying their taxes and then the city is deciding where they want to spend the money, that's up to them. But mm-hmm. then they're saying on top of that, we're going to pool money together and hire a private security firm on right. top of the taxes we pay. I don't have a problem with that.
0: I think I've, there's been other things like this in other cities like – um. A certain neighborhood wants a park, so they will crowdfund it. Or um, there was some sort of like underground ferry building. Have you heard of this? Some like some Mike, sort of.
1: They're called gay Americans.
0: <laughs> like an underground fair building that they wanted to turn into like a park of some sort, so they started trying to crowdfund that. I don't, I feel like it, it makes the government think, like the government thinks, but it makes the government like feel like, well, we don't have to build a park because if they want a park, they'll build their own park. I don't know. I feel like th- our police force should be doing this job. Like it's not. Uh, I don't know. If there was some sort of like we need to temporarily hire a security guard because of this temporary problem, that's one thing. But I feel like I don't know. When does this stop? When do they have to stop funding this? Uh, I don't know. I I just it doesn't sit well with me.
1: Hmm. So I I don't have a problem with it. Like yeah. if I my parents have a security system in their home. Hmm. Okay, if their block wants to have a security guard, then go have it. Have a security guard. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Right? Like I said, I would only have a problem if they were like, we don't want to pay taxes now because we have a security guard. Well, they're paying. Right. if they're paying their taxes and they have a security and then they're going to pay more money, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, just, I would only
1: – go ahead. No, I don't have anything. I would only have a problem. It reminds me of – and I don't think we did the story on the show about the gay couple who tried to crowdfund their wedding.
0: Yeah, we did talk about it, but... On maybe, the show? Maybe not on the show, but we did talk about it. Yeah, we did. You said they're
1: horrible people. Oh, okay. Well, then if we talked about it on the show, please reference that show. And if not, Google it. Yeah, or go on my Facebook page.
0: <laughs> so, I don't know. Those are my feelings. But it kind of reminds me, I remember after Katrina, there was a lot of debate about um, the Red Cross raising so much money I mean, there was a lot of talk oh, about like admin about. administrative fees, but that's not exactly what I'm talking. about. I'm talking about like there were a few conversations about people thinking or people debating whether or not we should give money to Red Cross to do what the government's job should be, which is emergency response. And so I, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't know what the solution is. I, I I know that our police force is not doing a good job in this neighborhood and, um you know, the entire city, actually. So. Something needs to be fixed, but I don't, I don't know.
1: Wasn't there a story recently in the past few months about a woman, I want to say from Southern California, and I may have done this story in the show who like her daughter was stuck somewhere and she paid for a helicopter to get the daughter cause the government wasn't acting fast enough. Do you remember this? No. Like maybe the daughter got lost in the woods or was hurt, and the government was like, we're being slow. So this rich woman was like, fuck this, I'm hiring a helicopter. And got, like, got a helicopter to go get the daughter? <laughs> I don't remember that. I have to look it up. I'll post it on the Facebook page. Sure. Um,
0: what else is happening in LA?
1: Okay, so... One day, this guy who lives in Costa Mesa wakes up at two in the morning, and he notices his porch light is on. Okay? Okay. So he's like I'm gonna go find out what's going on and he goes to see and out of the bathroom walks a guy out walks out a guy with no pants okay right so it turns out the guy was had broken into this house and was eating the the, the intruder had broken into the house was eating the guy's food and mm-hmm. watching porn okay. so the resident like chases him down the street and a neighbor, Helps him chase him down the street. And they catch the man and detain him till police come. Mm-hmm. But they found the guy with a bottle on him. Like he was carrying a bottle of lotion with him. Okay. <laughs> so the guy had broken into this guy's house and was eating his food and jerking off.
0: When he was mentally ill or something.
1: Let me tell you something. My yeah. first question was... Was he hot? <laughs> I couldn't find out. <laughs> I couldn't find out.
0: Joe, you would not... You would not just let him continue.
1: I would be so fucking turned on if I woke up in the middle of the night.
0: You would be scared that there was somebody in your house.
1: If he was hot and he was jerking off downstairs? That doesn't matter. Before he, like, kills you. I would love it. I would love it if some guy had sex with me and then murdered me. Joe. (laughs) Preferably Hunter Moore.
0: Ew! I was gonna make that joke, but I thought it was too
1: <laughs> gross. <laughs> and then he posted on his website.
0: That's such a weird story.
1: I know it happened in Costa Mesa.
0: Um, interesting.
1: But what would you do if you found someone? Like, I would
0: freak the fuck out. I would not say anything. I would like call the police. If there was would somebody, watch for a little
1: bit. No. But where did he find the porn? Like was the porn just sitting out? How did he pick the house? Was he like, hmm, which house? He looks like he has a lot of good food and porn. I'm gonna go <laughs> into this guy's house. Or what if the guy was just really just an intruder who broke in? And they were like, What was he do? Like his wife was like, There was all this porn on the computer and someone went, all the food that I made and he's like Yes. <laughs> you Remember that intruder? intruder. <laughs> but can officer, I officer also-
0: Can I bring up another point, actually? Sure. Who jerks off and eats at the same time? Like, don't you? like? That's a weird. Those are weird activities to combine. Oh, I don't know if they
1: were at the same time. But you Uh, know what? I wouldn't eat till afterwards, though. So this clearly guy guy was eating first. Right. And then jerking off.
0: And, like, why'd get all the way naked? You could jerk off in your clothes.
1: Like, in your clothes? Or, like, yeah, your clothes would be partially off.
0: You can wear your clothes and jerk
1: off. Wait, do you jerk off over your clothes?
0: No, I mean you can like wear them. You don't have to get stripped naked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, look, this guy wants to be comfortable, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> he likes to feel really sexy and have his balls air out and stuff like that.
0: Well, this guy, this is in his house, so he doesn't care if there's skin marks on the couch. He's oh yeah, like, why would he? Okay with that. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, what do you got going on next week? Anything exciting that the world should know about? Uh, next Both week. of our listeners want to know about?
1: I, God, I have the most boring life. I have nothing going on next week.
0: I like you. You say that, and then we have our episode, and you're like, Mike, I was in the bank, and um, I went to go rob the bank oh, like I planned. I don't,
1: <laughs> and I don't plan. <laughs> I don't plan. You were I robbing a bank? Why didn't you tell us that? I didn't plan for the government to sp- go. Government, please spend my money – please steal my money on Monday because I need to have stories built up for the week.
0: True. Um, I am going to uh, throwback Thursday movie on Thursday. Did you go to Sunset Boulevard? Long story, no. Um, Vertigo is on Thursday. Um, I'm also shooting a commercial next Saturday.
1: Are you in the commercial? Um, I'm not
0: sure yet, but – It's actually been one year since I was uh, in L.A. Actually, a year today because it was a Saturday. um, Uh, Yes. That I was in L.A. and working really hard and you got Mm -hmm. so offended that I couldn't go from Santa Monica to wherever you were.
1: If you're a recent listener to the show, just remember that you don't know this. Mike came to L.A. and he was like, Joe, I'm so so busy. I I wish I could hang out with you, but I can't. And then on Mike's Facebook and Instagram – and every Twitter, he's like, "Here we are at the Hollywood sign."
0: No, and no, that's a lie. That is that's the farmer's that market. Is not even.
1: And then it was one a like, lie. "I'm so bored," and just him like <laughs> hanging out in his hotel room.
0: I wish I had a friend to come hang out with me. Yeah, and
1: I was like, "Oh well, no, obviously."
0: That's actually not true. I was so busy the entire time. But um, that's happening Saturday, and then Sunday I'm working as well. I'm going to a JDRF event at the Oakland oh, Zoo. Oh,
1: JDRF.
0: And then after that, I'm going to just continue growing out my beard. I have a beard going right now. You can't tell it in my voice, I bet, but um, we'll see how long the beard grows. But
1: Oh, you have a beard? I'm getting there, yeah. What's her name? <laughs> Uh, goodbye, Joe. Is JDRF the just doing <laughs> Rod Kyle fun? I already hung
0: up. Did you really? <laughs> no. Oh. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Go
1: to hell, Mike.